welcome to Sellersburg United Methodist Church podcast, where we bring our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to you, wherever you are. We are going to hear a story today that you may have heard a time or two about the story of Saul. You know Saul? You may know him as Paul. In the Gentile circles, he's known as Paul. In the Hebrew circles, he's known as Saul. It's a very Hebrew name. I'm going to probably call him Paul today at some point, but I'm going to try to stay focused and call him by the name he's given in this particular passage. Um, What we know of Saul when we come to Acts 9 is not a very favorable reputation. In chapter 7, Saul was a part of someone's murder, um, you may know that story. He stood in the council as Stephen, the first witness to be killed for Christ, tells the story from beginning to end, from Moses all the way to Jesus, about what this means, why Jesus is the Messiah, and how that all works. Saul was there. Saul was there. Saul was there when Stephen then pointed at the council and the people present and said, you are working just like the ancestors against the prophets. They killed them. You killed the Messiah. They didn't like to hear that. Would we? Would we like to hear that we haven't been doing what we've been expected to do? So Paul was standing there as Stephen said this. Paul was standing there as the council then grabbed a hold of him as people drug him outside of town. Paul held the coats of the people that picked up stones and threw them at Stephen until he ceased to have breath. Paul was there, and it says in Scripture, Saul agreed with the murder of Stephen. This is our introduction to Saul. A few verses later in Acts 8, 3, it says, Saul began to wreak havoc against the church, entering one house after another. He would drag off both men and women and throw them into prison. This is one of our heroes. This is Saul. He gave us the biggest bulk. He's he's authored the most of what we call our New Testament, our Christian scriptures. He's He's the voice we hear more than anyone else's voice. How did he go from wreaking havoc to building the church? Well, let's hear from Acts 9. We'll hear that story. Meanwhile, Saul was still spewing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest seeking letters to the synagogues in Damascus. If he found persons who belonged to the way, whether men or women, These letters would authorize him to take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. During the journey, as he approached Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven encircled him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice asking him, Saul, Saul, why are you harassing me? Saul asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are harassing, came the reply. Now get up and enter the city. You will be told what you must do. Those traveling with him stood there speechless. They heard the voice but saw no one. After they picked Saul up from the ground, he opened his eyes, but he couldn't see. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and neither ate nor drank anything. In Damascus, there was a certain disciple named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision. Ananias, 
He answered, Yes, Lord. The Lord instructed him, Go to Judas's house on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias enter and put his hands on him to restore his sight. Ananias countered, Lord, I have heard many reports about this man. People say he has done horrible things to your holy people in Jerusalem. He's here with authority from the chief priest to arrest everyone who calls on your name. The Lord replied, Go, this man is the agent I have chosen to carry my name before Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Ananias went to the house. He placed his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord sent me, Jesus, who appeared to you on the way as you were coming here. He sent me so that you could see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, flakes fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. After eating, he regained his strength. He stayed with the disciples in Damascus for several days. Right away, he began to preach about Jesus in the synagogues. He is God's son, he declared. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This story is important in the book of Acts, which we're spending our Easter season. It's told three times in the book of Acts, and then Paul tells of it in some of his letters. So whether it's in any of these three chapters, you may have heard this story before, but let's consider some things that may surprise us that we haven't considered before. Saul was an expert in the scriptures, an expert, and we know this because Paul riddles his letters with dozens of references to various scripture. He's bringing the meaning forward to the church because in Paul's day, they didn't have the Christian scriptures in a New Testament yet. So when Paul says in Tim, to Timothy, all scripture is inspired, he's talking about the only scripture they have, the Hebrew scripture. It is inspired. It will illuminate what has happened in Jesus Christ. And so he's constantly bringing those things forward. He's an expert and if you've ever walked through any of his epistles with a scholar, you're kind of jaw-dropped at all the ways he works those things in. All that to say, Saul, who's an expert, who is recognized on the high council in Jerusalem, who's from Tarsus, which is a center of cultural and intellectual high regard, he got it so wrong. In fact, he got it so wrong that blood was on his hands. He wreaked havoc on the church. He agreed with a murder. Saul was a witness of his day, but a witness against the way, as they called the movement of Jesus. He was working to purify Israel of this blasphemous agenda called the way. It's ironic that he would become the leading apostle to those whom they considered impure, which were the Gentiles. It's ironic. You think God doesn't have a sense of humor? So let's consider the process through which Paul went through this Saul change of repentance, of changing course, of conversion. He was on his way to Damascus. Why? To enter into houses, to lay his hands on people and pull them out and imprison them and take them back. If you had encountered him on the way and said, Saul, 
Are you sure this is a good idea? Saul, have you considered another perspective? I imagine he would have replied with the kind of certainty we hear many times in our culture today. Amen? I don't think he would have changed his mind. Not many people come to the table to have their minds changed. Certainly Paul doesn't seem to have been someone who acts counter. He sees the glory of the Lord, which is right from Ezekiel 1. If you've never read Ezekiel 1, go read that and read this story again. He sees the glory of the Lord, and his question is, who are you, Lord? Expert of the Scripture, saw so clearly. He knows the Lord, but that he doesn't know the Lord. He'd worked zealously to lead Israel in the right direction as he defined it. And he's led in by hand by his servants into Damascus. And then Ananias, a member of the enemy group, these blasphemous people. Ananias then is the one to come and enter his house and lay his hands on Saul, not to drag him off, but to release him through the work of the Holy Spirit. He says to him, get this, he walks into the house of the enemy, lays his hand on Saul and says, brother. Ananias was a witness of the kingdom, kingdom, amen? Brother. And then Saul receives his sight. He's baptized, receives the Holy Spirit. And although he knew so much, he's then told the story he's heard before from the enemy. And suddenly everything changes. He must hear the story he knew so well from an alternative perspective to see it in a new way. Saul spends time with Ananias on a new mission. He doesn't enter into churches anymore. He enters into synagogues. And he's not going there to do any evil. He's going there to preach the good news. His repentance, his conversion, his turning comes through listening. Listening. Paul listened. Saul listened. First to the voice from the light and then to the voice of the enemy. And once he realizes the enemy is actually family, once he realizes the Lord that is the face of all he stands against is the Lord. Then he actually listens to the story he's heard his whole life and even heard from Stephen. It's quite a story. We are witnesses. Amen? Do you believe it? Are you ready to act on it? Well, that depends, Pastor. We are witnesses. That's our Easter theme. As we considered last week, Witness, the word just refers to saying what you've seen and heard. So the first part of that is seeing it and hearing it, listening, taking it in. Being a witness is a beautiful practice. I know it's been kind of commandeered and we have maybe some images of a witness that we're not really interested in and maybe that's okay. But witnessing is a part of our practice. The element of witnessing we're going to consider today is listening. Now there's a writer, an author who contributes to the work of the United Methodist Church Dr. Daryl Stevens, and he offers to us the nugget of truth that witnessing doesn't always mean speaking. That in fact, the moral witness of the church begins with listening. And he says, to bear witness is to unburden our neighbors from the agony of an untold story. We are called to be present, attentive, to hear one another's stories, and then to care for that story as if it were our own. So what stories are our neighbors telling us today? Have we been listening? 
Which of your neighbors is struggling right now? Who in your life is in a battle with a demon? And maybe it's a demon of addiction or disease or a broken relationship or religious zeal, which leads them to harass and wreak havoc on entire communities. Or maybe the demon is racism. Maybe they're the spewer of it. Maybe they're receiving the brunt of it. Poverty, shame, injuries caused by the church. There are a lot of things people are struggling with. Have you heard their story? Have you made it your own? There's a pastor whom I respect deeply who had a shirt that said, everything changes when it's someone you know. And how true is that? So who do we know? There's conversion when we come to know the stories of others. Everything changes. Just like Paul, just like Saul. We engage the Holy Spirit to work in and through us for the benefit of our neighbor. We live out the kingdom for our neighbor by listening. The truth is, when we begin this kind of witnessing, listening, we come to know our Lord better, just like Saul. That's the crux of his struggle. He knows the Lord, but he doesn't recognize the Lord when he sees the Lord. Who did he think the Lord was? What did he imagine the Lord to look like? He thought he knew. How so alike we are to Saul. Only by hearing the very ones he'd been harassing does he actually come to know the Lord. It's no different for us. Spending time with our neighbors, spending time with those who are not healthy, Sometimes it's us. Sometimes we see it in our neighbors. And just like Christ, who didn't come to be with the healthy, came to be with the unhealthy. That's who we are called to be with. So we need to go and hear the stories of those who suffer, those who are oppressed, those who are crying out, those whom we consider an enemy, those whom the church actively works against. Because it might just be these very people that help us understand the Lord. This is the work of the church. We want to be the church the best we can. Amen? We are in Sellersburg in 2022. That's where the church is called to be. We can't be the church for the community unless we listen to the community. We want to be the church we need to be, and chances are strong we don't see what the Lord's doing in our community if we're not listening, if we're not looking. If we want to be the church for the community today, then we must become witnesses of the community today. I didn't say to, I said of the community. Our community doesn't care what we know until they know that we care. You may have heard that before. The good news is, as the church, as people who want to be witnesses, and we struggle, and we want to hear the stories, but that means we're going to have to see some things we didn't plan to see. The Holy Spirit empowers us to witness as listeners, as learners, as seekers, as loving and compassionate children of God who invest ourselves into the lives of other children of God, to hear them and to see them. So let us go into our worlds and into our relationships, into the lives of your neighbors as a witness. Be attentive to who you encounter in your daily life. Be ready to pay attention to who may have a story to tell. And then stop and listen. And if you're really brave, put a hand on them. Let them know you're there. Hear their story. 
And then let the Spirit work through that story to change you and to lead you to be support for them so that you both may bless each other. You may come to know the Lord. We can be vessels of that. And as vessels, through this process, we will come to know our Lord all the more like Saul. Amen? Amen. We thank you for joining us today. And it is our hope that you have experienced the blessing of God through our time together. If you'd like to know more about our church community and its ministries, visit our website at sellersburgumc.com.